and we are on for an early start to week six here. Uh, we shuffled our schedule around this week to, to work through um, some schedule difficulties for some of us, but um, turns out it didn't matter because that person couldn't be here, although I, I can't throw him totally under the bus because we did this for myself as well because I'll be on the road tomorrow, but um, so let's just let's just start it off. We got our, our usual suspect sitting to the left. Mac or uh, Mark Garlitz. Oh. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! That didn't happen, did it? I almost. Oh God! Mark, save me! You've had every show's worth of practice to get that right. I did. <laughs> I did, and I just fumbled it. I fumbled it miserably. Oh man! And then missing, since his name was on my mind, was Max Parker. Thoughts are with him, as he's traveling this week. And back is Seth Hofton. Good to going? be back. Good to be back. Even though he's no, a little other, under the weather. I'm totally great. Uh, I'm going to try to mute as many coughs as I can, but we'll get through it. All right. Sounds good, man. Happy to have you. So, well, let's just dive right into it. Um, not No fantasy football, uh, DraftKings, FanDuel stuff to get into this week, so that'll save us <laughs> some good time. Um, but, yeah, let's just start. Obviously, guys, I think the big injury news this week is Jam Chaz going out with his second torn ACL in what three or four years now? Um, I mean that's that's the the injury headline, the lead all injury headlines. But I'll deliver the eulogy. Go uh, for it. In a world where every predictable player goes bust and weirdos like Devontae Freeman are good, he was the one constant. He he delivered the goods, and he was who we thought he was. He and was. now his knees destroyed, and, and yeah. he'll be fun to scoop up in the top of the second round next year. Can't wait. Speedy recovery, Jamal. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, that's not much more you can say about that. So it, we'll get into sort of where you can go from here if you are a Jam Chaz owner or someone looking for running back help uh, in a little bit. But we'll hold off on that for now. Um, My advice is to give up, but I don't think we're going to go in that direction. <laughs> you could. It is week five. So this is the point where at this point of the season you really are starting to figure out what your team is like um, and how deep in the hole you are or how – up top at the peak you are so i uh, you know fantasy football is pretty volatile you can go on you know dry spells for a few weeks or get hot at the right time but uh at this point you kind of you kind of are starting to figure out what type of team you are whether you're a consistent scorer like some of us on this podcast are um or if you're in the world of hurt but yeah <laughs> like, so, like, like some, some of us on our this podcast are. So, we won't name you know, names <laughs> I don't know if it's just because my team is more competitive this year, but it seems like this is a rough year for fantasy. It seems like every team is good. There's like eight teams in our league that like put up a hundred points last week. So yeah. I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's an, uh, an anomaly or what, but it seems like every single week the games are within five and you know, they're, they're triple digits. So. Yeah, it's great. It makes it. I think this has been a terrible year for fantasy. Like weird and unpredictable stuffs happening, and it's not like could have like really crunched the numbers during the off season and figured this out. It's just random stuffs happening. Yeah, you. No one should have drafted Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> He's been done for years. He sucked. He looked slow, and like Arians couldn't couldn't get the best out of him. So like you, you're foolish if you drafted him, but now here he is, and he's winning the league for you. It's crazy. It's nuts. Does anybody here own them? I don't mean to insult anybody. No, nope. Okay, good. Morons. 
Yeah, you remember <laughs> last year you left it. I remember we did the um, the mock draft to start the season, the video mark, and I drafted him in like the fifth or sixth round. And I, I we could probably rewind the tape on that and find you just I, lambasting me for making that. <laughs> it was a long rant. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. I, I remember really called you an idiot to your face. You did. <laughs> it was pretty epic. So <laughs> I just missed it by a year. What can I say? <laughs> and even then, it was like a mid round pick, and it, it still would have that would have been way under drafting if you were to redraft uh, fantasy football this year. But, um, yeah, so other other injury news to look out for is uh, Matt Jones, the Washington running back that was sort of, uh, stealing some time from uh, Alfred Morris. He has a toe sprain, could miss some time. Uh, ah, Ronnie, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know about that one. There you go. You're welcome. Justin Forsett has a sprained ankle. Good chance he plays, uh, so it's not really worth picking anyone up to replace him, but uh, just keep an eye. Carlos Williams, Buffalo, got a concussion. Uh, he's up in the – it's a coin toss right now. Um, also in Buffalo, though, um, they made the call, Rex Ryan and co., that they're going to sit LaShawn McCoy. If you've been stashing him on your bench here, um, they're going to have him sit until he's 100%, which they didn't give a timetable, but um, it it could be a few weeks. It could be a month or two. They, they really don't know. Um, but obviously an important guy to get healthy and – could be worth if he does make a return down the stretch for you. Um, come playoff time, could be worth holding on to. Obviously, uh, Colston injured his shoulder on Sunday against the Eagles. Um, he's going to be out for a while, so that we'll get into another name that I want to mention uh, when we get to the waiver wire section. Uh, Steve Smith's supposed to be back. Nelson Aguilar had a muscle issue in his shin. They're saying uh, he didn't return and could miss some time. Um, but yeah, just keep an eye on that. Andrew Luck, I God knows, I'm not going to make a call on that because the past two weeks it seems like they've been saying, oh yeah, he's definitely going to play, definitely going to play. And I think he ends up not playing. And um, I, I think the more like praise Pagano gives for like Luck's shoulder, like the more you should be right. strongly considering only, benching it. The only interesting I, thing is that they did cut Josh, Josh Johnson, who they picked up in an emergency week. situation. But they picked him up in emergency situation the night before. Well, wasn't yeah. it? They picked him up last week. And yeah, well, they, they cut him last week, and, and everyone's like, "Oh, right he's gonna play." <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So God knows. I'm not buying it. I think he's messed up. Yeah. Um. um oh, go for it. I was gonna say he's not, he's not necessarily a big name, and he's only owned in about thirty percent of the leagues, thirty five percent of the leagues. Leonard Hankerson, um, who I picked up two weeks ago. He's, he's becoming the clear-cut number two in Atlanta, and the volume of work is there if, you know, Devontae Freeman doesn't, you know, take every single touchdown away. <laughs> but um, So, Roddy White is – you can tell he's well past his prime, but he got injured. Hankerson got hang, uh, injured. So mm-hmm. just, yeah, uh, yeah, good name. Good just just look, look out for him, see if he gets better, and if he does, he's definitely worth – you know, he's a low-end or, uh, you know, Oh, and number two, so. Oh, and yeah, he has a juicy matchup if he can play, too, because they're playing New Orleans Saints. on Thursday. Yeah. And it's not a given that Jones will play. Yep. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that moves us to, quickly now, our MVPs from last week and this week coming up. So let's start. Who wants to go with their uh, their two MVPs? God, Rob, leave us All right. <laughs> I'll do it. All right. I'm, I'm going to make it easy because I'm going to go with one name and one name only. 
Um, and and that's the name that's already been mentioned a couple times on this podcast, and uh, it's Devontae. Cordell Stewart. No, oh, oh, close, close. <laughs> uh, but Devontae Freeman, uh, the Atlanta running back who we were commiserating before the show, was um, someone a lot of guys didn't draft because everyone sort of thought that Tevin Coleman was going to be the, the go-to guy there in Atlanta, or at the very least it was going to be a timeshare. Um, I took the chance and went with Freeman, and – it, you know, he started. He was on my bench the first two weeks, but um, subbed him in at the right time against Dallas, and it's been he's he's found himself a solid um, position as RB number one uh, on this roster. So, twenty-seven points, twenty-eight points last week, um, one hundred fifty-three yards. He's had a touchdown in four straight games, and, and you know, over that course, it's been eight touchdowns in four games. <laughs> so it's been unreal. Um, obviously, my MVP from last week. It, whether it's just my team or the league, um, and going up against the 31st rank, ranked run defense against fantasy, in fantasy uh, with the Saints on Thursday. I, I'm loving that matchup. So um, I'll go Freeman both ways. If Jones doesn't play, do you still think he's going to be the MVP next week? I do, and that's because you still got to respect uh, Matt Ryan. And the Saints suck. And, yeah, and the Saints, are, Saints, are, Saints are just coming off of a game where they gave up over 100 yards rushing um, to the Eagles, who have shown a complete <laughs> lack of having a capable offensive line through the first four weeks of the season, at least. So, yeah, I, I still love Colt uh, Freeman. I'll go. Rob, I owe you a heartfelt and tearful apology <laughs> for insulting you a lot last week. You did. Because I – well, I'm, I'm going to make a pick, but it comes with a caveat because no one played him anyway. Josh McCown. Josh McCown. <laughs> Didn't I? You know, no. I I wasn't gonna make the I, I wasn't gonna make the uh, the statement about last week, but you know, go for it. All right. Previous three weeks stat line: four hundred fifty-seven yards passing, two touchdowns. Three hundred fifty-six yards passing, two touchdowns. Three hundred forty-one yards passing, two touchdowns. Hmm. If these trends continue, hmm. hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Josh McCown MVP. <laughs> Not only that, he's like heroic because he <laughs> got his brain destroyed. Came back from that. They held him down a week because of the concussion protocol. Like that has a nice narrative to it. Like they were trying to keep him down. He beat out Manzel. He like screwed up his thumb after the first good game he had, and he. He didn't even use that. He said he played through it, and he wasn't like using a sports cliche when he said this. He said he was going to rub dirt on it, and he did. He just kept going. <laughs> Threw for another 350 yards. Now he's like a sprained ankle. Yeah, I think you have to ride it. I, I think so. Was he my bold prediction, or was that just the waiver wire pickup? Line? Uh, we were just remember we were just reading the entire waiver wire and just saying like every guy was good. Right. And we got that <laughs> down. And I, you know, if you look at his picture, man, his fantasy picture is something like majestic. <laughs> I don't even, the chin is epic. What decade? Is, I don't even know. He looks like he's he straight out of the, he looks straight out of like the forties or fifties. It's like in the comb over that he's got going. I don't even know. He doesn't look human. Is, is he on your bench or? No, he's on, he's, he's on the waiver way. wire. He's, oh, he's at the top of the waiver 3%. wire. <laughs> so, yeah, only owned in 4.3% and he's a top 10 quarterback right now. Unreal. So, that, uh, picture, that, picture. that picture is amazing. <laughs> it's, it's one of the best. I love it. So, <laughs> oh my God. So you're going with McCown last week. Who do you got for this upcoming week, Mark? All right. This one's even easier. Man, it's like, 
it's like I have like a notepad of all the notes I wrote down a week in the future and I can read it back. This is, this is so easy, obvious, and simple. Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, Dion Lewis, Aguera Blunt, Julian Edelman, Danny Amendola, Scott Chandler, <laughs> Patriots Speed. Take them all. They are scoring like 85 points. Get as many people with a Patriots jersey on into your lineup as possible. They are going to obliterate the Colts. My strategy works. Utterly destroy them. Oh, if you awesome. have like a DraftKings, just play go, all Patriots. Just go Patriots. Just <laughs> yeah. Patriots. All right, Seth. Well, to I mean, there's a I have a lot of people that personally on my team that could be MVP, and um, just that needs it deserves a shout out. Todd Gurley, I I watched him a little bit in college football, and I'm not a huge college football guy, but he he looks special in college football. And until the injury that he had, like I thought he was going to be maybe like the over, number one overall pick, and uh, you know he had an injury and he came back from it. And now I don't, you know, just because of the boatload of work or his talent, I think he had 30 carries last last week, which is just ridiculous. And, you know, 149 yards, 160-some yards. So he, he definitely deserves mention. But to, to steal a little line from Rob, you know, you were a year off with Fitzgerald predicting that he would blow up. Yeah. How about the return of the muscle hamster? <laughs> I know touchdowns are fluky, but three touchdowns over a hundred yards, back to back, number number three ranked running back in all football right now, at least by our, our points. Um I mean Doug Doug Martin, man. Oh. <laughs> I wanted him again this year. I was a sucker, you know. Max said never again, but yeah, he's he's got and he's got that's pretty much the only thing. A Tampa Bay's God. So, um, MVP for next week. Look out for Gronkowski. Uh, hey. You know, out of the end zone. Yeah. Pretty much everything that Mark said. But he's, he's been held out of the end zone, I think, last two weeks. And he's just too much of a force to, you know, under 100 yards. I think that the, the Colts are going to have their hands full with every other player. So, watch out for him to have a good game. 20-some points. Nice. Cool. All right. Well, that brings us to the waiver wire dump uh, where we go sort of through the waiver wire, look at guys that are owned in not very many leagues um, that could really help your lineup out. Uh, and then also on the flip side of that, guys that might be getting picked, you notice those little plus and minus numbers on ESPN, at least uh, guys that are getting picked up and dropped um, most frequently and who might, you know, if some, if someone's getting, a lot of love over there that maybe shouldn't. Uh, we'll sort of point those out for you. So I'm going to throw a name out there because I started to talk about him um, at the top with the news and injuries section there. Uh, with Jamal Charles out, Chican- Chican- C. West, Chikandrick West um, is sort of the guy that's going to be stepping up, I think. Uh, Andy Reid was asked after the game on Sunday about, because obviously Niles Davis is still there as well. Um, and Reed was very noncommittal saying he'd go either with the hot hand or sort of talked about it being a, a, an actual timeshare situation. But if you go back to Sunday, I know it's a really small sample size because Charles got hurt in the middle of the game. But West got seven carries for 31 yards to Niles' two for two yards. So I don't know if that was a matter of what the, the flow of the game was like, but I think, I think West is going to be the, the workhorse there. 
at least for the next few weeks. Well, for the rest. I think he's the better the one, but I think it's more of a timeshare than than like you'd be led to believe. Yeah. It might be like 65, 35, 60, 40. They might sign somebody like Pierre Thomas and screw everything up. The thing that really, you know, makes me nervous about that is still who's standing on the sideline is Andy Reid. And I know it, when you have a guy like Charles, you're oh, going to give him the ball. That doesn't sound better. No, not at all, right? So <laughs> when you have a guy like Charles on the sideline, obviously you're going to try to get the ball in his hands. And, I'm, you know, Kansas City had a game plan prior to Reid even getting there about getting Charles the ball in his hands. Now with him out, I don't. He wasn't there the last time Charles was hurt, if I remember right. But no, he wasn't. No, so that was, uh, we Haley. we hadn't. We don't know what he'll do. And if I know Andy Reid well enough, uh, which I think I do after 14 years of watching him, <laughs> it, I can tell you that he's he's gonna put the ball on Alex Smith's shoulders. As unfortunate as that sounds. <laughs> so. Man. All right. Well, why don't we segue briefly into. <laughs> Our weekly segment, the Eagles Nest. No, no thanks. I'd like to pose a question. Go for it. With the benefit of hindsight, right this second, who do you think the better head coach is, Andy Reid or Chip Kelly? I'm going Chip Kelly. Wow. I am. That's crazy. I know. Who do you think the better combination coach GM is, Andy Reid or Chip Kelly? Again, Chip Kelly. I and I let me justify because the, if you think about the first time Reed had the opportunity to be a coach GM, do you remember what happened? He built a dream team. He built a dream team. That dream team went eight and eight and then four and eleven. And I know we're five games into the season now and they're sitting at two and three, um, so there's not really much room to talk. But I like the, the I like the character of the individuals that he's brought in, uh, Chip Kelly. And I, the, the actual T, I know they're, they're sort of struggling to gel right now, but they're getting there. And you can see they're sort of working towards it. So I think, I think it's working out. I know this, that's, uh, it could be a blind fan talking right now um, that ha- is acting like he hasn't seen any of the games or the first four weeks of the season. But um, even, I think that Saints game was sort of a microcosm of the season thus far. They started out looking really bad. You know, the two picks in the red zone, in the end zone. Um, and then, but you know, they showed the ability to drive the ball. The defense, for what it's worth, looked like a defense that I, I could rely on, and ultimately ended up doing what everyone thought the Eagles would do, and that was put points, a lot of points on the board. So that's the end of my Eagles I, I, nest rant. So well, no, you wanna, I, unless you want to pick it up, so. I promise I have some good waiver waiver tips, and trust me, they'll be worth worth the wait. Okay, but I did have a couple more questions because there are a few things I wanted to bring up. One, this is just observation. I think you're historically underrating Reed. Obviously. He was a very good coach. I know he was a very good coach, but I I, I think you guys took him for granted. <laughs> we'll see about that. I you know, I hated his number two. he had I'm not gonna get into it. So just go number two. Okay. Uh what do you think the chances are Kelly goes to either USC or South Carolina? Zero percent. Really? I think USC is a very real possibility. Zero percent. It's it's the hot thing to talk about him going back to college. They've been talking about it since the day he signed with the Eagles. So mm-hmm. I he's he's yeah. in a great situation. I don't know why you would leave the NFL after two ten win seasons and this season not even just being over a quarter over, and you're going to talk about leaving to go back to the uh, to college football. I he's having too much fun. He's just been handed the keys basically to a franchise. Why is he going to leave? Because the. The people from Philly might run he him out. He doesn't listen. It, Jeffrey Lurie, you know, I, 
shift, right, shift this the a, GM. This is you're get you're getting me fired up now. I can't I can't not talk about right, it. So. Well, right, chip the, the listen no chip the GM. This was the this was the long con. Kelly and Mariota were in cahoots. <laughs> Kelly rose to prominence in the Eagles organization, got the GM job, and this was purely for the sake of getting Mariota to the Eagles. Now he's failed. He's going to quit his job and go back to college. Okay, we'll see about <laughs> that. No, I'm sorry. I can't, live, I can't live with that excuse. Chip, the GM, I'm going to go back to my point, gets at least three years to build his team. He had one well, offseason. Well, fired. No, I know, but he's not going to quit. That happens all the time. I, but you're not going to do that. He's in too good of a situation, and it's only been one year. And it's actually start showing like it could actually work. Two more quick things, and I'll go back to the <sighs> – these just pop in my head, and they're good like observations. All right, all right. My hilarious pick of the Giants winning the Super Bowl a couple weeks ago. I'm feeling way more confident about that now. <laughs> you should. And I really like what Eli Manning is doing. Yeah, it's amazing. But anyway, back to the waiver wire. Back One guy I forgot wire. to mention. Danny Amendola. I think if you want a cheap touchdown, he's the man. Yeah. He's as good a bet as any, and it looks like 10, 10.3%. Uh, McCown, of course. At a muscular four point three percent. I'm gonna throw one out there. Who's only at yeah? I, I got another one. Just keep twenty nine twenty nine point two percent because he got a huge okay. bump going into this week. Uh, is Willie yeah, Willie Sneed in New Orleans? Um, so and then especially with Colson going out, Sneed might get a little more attention. But I mean, this is a guy that clearly should. He got he had a team high in targets, team high in receptions, team high in yards last week and i think that's a trend that's going to continue i i agree you should pick him up because you'd be stupid not to but i think cooks might finally be coming around yeah yeah it's weird that it's such a terrible team the saints but they have so many good fantasy options oh they're done take a good long look at all those guys because they're gonna be gone yep. peyton's gonna get fired gm's gonna be gone breeze uh they might try to they might have to cut him hmm it's crazy. Wow, geez. All right, I have one more waiver claim, but let's interrupt the Eagles Nest with a new segment I like to call the Steel Corner. <laughs> Go for what it. What did everyone think of that play call at the end of the game? Loved it. The Le'Veon Bell Wildcat draw. Loved it. I thought it was idiotic. I loved it. <laughs> Come on, Mark. There's no way you thought it was idiotic. Yeah, because there's so many other plays you could do that would take less than five seconds. And they did the one play that took seven seconds. I just felt bad because, like, Le'Veon Bell's, like, which, being a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, like, I love Le'Veon Bell. And then, like, you hear him talk, and he doesn't sound like the sharpest tool in the shed. And <laughs> His explanation <laughs> was really funny. That, What's like, that? oh, yeah, I was just going to run for four seconds, and then I had another <laughs> second. I <laughs> 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 like, uh, that would make sense if it wasn't, like, five seconds into the end of the game. <laughs> and, and sitting there watching it, and we're like, I swear, if he does his, like, patented stutter step and like hide behind the lineman for five seconds and then decide to run <laughs> and sure enough that's what he did but, you know, i can't so. believe it worked <laughs> yeah i mean it was crazy but i loved the call yeah but yeah i like the, the spirit of the call not exactly the execution <laughs> whatever the, the steel corner and and so comes to a conclusion the first ever steel corner segment. <laughs> Good talk. All right, one that I, I don't want to forget. Um, if Matt Jones is out, Chris Thompson is actually a pretty solid pickup. I think. Yeah, he's obviously a timeshare, and he gets like passing down touches and stuff. And 
I don't Dixon, Dixon dunks his way to like modest point totals. Like even last week it was kind of a crappy week, but he still had five point eight in our stupid scoring that I invented. Mm-hmm. He had five point eight points. I that's half I'm not PPR. even gonna get into your scoring, but it's amazing. That's like fifth point PPR. So PPR he'd be kind of interesting actually. Yeah. Um one I don't like is and he's getting a lot of love right now on the according to the waiver wires. Uh, is Antonio Andrews, Tennessee's running back, a name you probably don't know. I don't know. No, um, I know it. But he he's projected for eight points this week, which is the highest of the available running backs on our waiver wire. Um, and he's coming off of two double-digit games, and there's a buy in there. But I hate it because he's getting, a, you know, he's only played in two games. He had 12 attempts the first game, for 49 yards and a touchdown, and last week had seven attempts, nine yards and a touchdown and mm. 45 yards receiving. And not an, if he's not getting a touchdown, I don't, he's not worthy of being scooped up off the waiver wire. Like he's been. Nope. But that's just, that's oh. just me. So. Crap. Yep. I forgot. There's one more good one. Go for it. Uh, another, red- <laughs> so, oh, I'm sorry. I said that. another Washington <laughs> player. I'll edit um, it. <laughs> Yeah, fix that in post, please. I don't get letters. Um, well, this is probably bad at like two players from this offense, which isn't very good. But Jamison Crowder looks like a fun PPR guy. He's weirdly getting a lot of receptions, and Garcon sucks. So I would go with Crowder. Eight receptions last game. That's pretty good. Jordan Reed's gone probably for the season, if I had to guess. So someone has to pick up his garbage, check down stuff. And why not? The only, Crowder. the only thing missing from Crowder, and it's going to come, obviously, is a touchdown. And the only thing that concerns me about him also is you'll have Jackson coming back. So how much does that hurt his time? I don't think a ton because I think he's like a poor man's Jarvis Landry. That's fair. Yeah. Cool. Anyone else want to throw out anything for the good of the order on waiver wires? The only thing I will say, and this is disappointing because I was a huge fan of him at the beginning, you don't want to get ready to cut him yet, and he's owned in a lot of a lot of leagues because I just don't – I mean, I just love stashing talent. Mm-hmm. You know, even if they're not delivering and you got, you know, a, a, you got enough people to fill – you got enough bodies to fill. Sammy Watkins, a huge disappointment this year. In fact, I went to try to find out who, like, the, the consensus number one wide receiver is in Buffalo, and they don't have one. <laughs> so okay. it's not like it's not like it's Percy Harvin. It's not like it's Sammy Watkins. Chris Hogan. I just don't know. Chris Hogan? Yeah, who has an ironic nickname. He got his nickname from Hard Knocks. They called him 7-Eleven because he's always open. <laughs> but in reality, he um, gets like three receptions a game. Yeah, and I, I know why. I mean, Watkins has been hurt, but it, it, it's, it's – I mean, yeah, it's a bit major disappointment because – they really they don't have another target. So if he was if he's in there, he should be getting looks at least. You know, he's hurt. It's tough. It, it's a, such a weird situation up there because I love Rex Ryan going there. I thought you know that was going to be a nice turnaround story, and it's just Buffalo. I don't know. It's just no, it's bad. just Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, it, but it's it feels like a terrible three and two, doesn't it? Well, they lost a good teams at home, unfortunately. But yeah. other than that. I, yeah, it's just it's tough to beat the name. I feel like they're constantly whether they whatever the talent on the field looks like, um, it, they're still fighting 
just that perception of just being Buffalo. They well, might, once you get the stink on you, it takes a long time to get yeah, the stink off. You know? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> That's a really good. Even the they're Raiders. Like Cleveland, how about the Raiders, too? You think about them. That's a team that, <laughs> like, looked good for two weeks. And then, they should be four. I think they really barfed up some opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, you just don't think about them being good, and then they're a year away. They just aren't. So, cool. All right. Well, that moves us to last but not least, and that's bold predictions. My favorite okay, time of the I'll week. Okay, I'll fire away. My most anticipated matchup of the weekend, and this one should be easy: Houston Texans at Jacksonville Jaguars. Hmm. Uh, this is an elimination game. One and four versus one and four. You get the one and five, it becomes a little more difficult to go to seven and nine and win your division. So, <laughs> got to get a win this week. And both these offenses are weirdly frisky fantasy-wise, in a bad way. Um, there's a lot of interesting stuff here. Jacksonville, like, they march out some, like, fantasy starters. They have, like, two viable receivers now. Bortles is slinging it. He's not a good real-life quarterback, but he's one of those fun, okay fantasy quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. Yeldon, through brute force, is actually okay, too. And then, on the other end, no quarterback, really no supporting cast. The Boster's messed up they'll just chuck it to Hopkins because they don't really have a better idea. Yep. And eventually like the defense will get tired and kind of let up when they're winning by like 21 points and Hopkins will get a couple garbage touchdowns and like he'll get his, the team will lose and I'm guessing Houston will lose this game, but Hopkins will get his points. I'll say yep. three touchdowns, 18 targets, Ooh. 135 receiving yards. For Hopkins, yes. Wow, I I, I would love that prediction to come true. They play <laughs> on all occasions, and they just don't stop. Wow, yeah, this is gonna. Be, I feel like this could be a, a terrible like thirteen to nine kind of game, but I the other part of me that like thirty percent of me feels that way. Seventy percent of me feels like it's gonna be like a forty-seven to thirty-eight. Kind of just slug back and forth. No one's going to be able to stop anyone. And I, for that reason, I'm sticking in the same same matchup, but I'm going to go on the other side of the ball. And I'm going to say Blake Bortles is your top quarterback for the week. Which isn't, isn't much of a – it might – I mean, as a top 10 fantasy quarterback as it is, it might not be much of a stretch, but let's let's welcome go for to, it. Let's, let's just go for it. Welcome to the other side. Let's go. I know this is this is too, years, I, you, you've said nothing nice to me over the last two or three weeks, Mark. But I'm I don't know why I'm doing this to like appease you. For I feel like I'm doing I broke it to, you. I broke your will. Maybe that's what it is. But Blake Bortles, 400 plus yards, three touchdowns, oh, no interceptions, word. and a rushing touchdown on top of it. Oh my gosh! So, <laughs> so there's there's bold for you. That's bold. I I want to I want to go the opposite. Yeah, I mean, because you're you're doing you're doing the new guns, the new stars being being good, and I'm going with the the old people that used to be good Uh-oh. showing their form again. The sheriff Uh-oh. goes into Cleveland. I knew it. He's going to be the number one quarterback for the week, and Demarius Thomas and. Uh, I know. Emmanuel Sanders <laughs> going to put up a combined 50 points Woo. this week. So watch it. Sheriff's, Sheriff's coming back to town. Sheriff's back in town. 
sheriff back in town. So you're sure someone from Oakland isn't going to shoot the sheriff? I'm sure. You're sure? <laughs> Man. That's crazy. That's bold. You know, he's he's been... You could have a podcast on its own just talking about the struggles of Peyton Manning. That you know, be... that's sad, too. Like, I mean, could you imagine that, you know, last year at this time for a bold prediction of ours would be that Peyton Manning would be, like, the top quarterback and, you know, <laughs> his tough. wide receivers would actually be good. It, it's crazy what a year makes. It's so tough. And to think that they're still 5-0 and and we're talking about them like it's the end of the world. Yep. But, I mean, it's – obviously, it's the defense carrying them, so – and that defense is also ca- helping to carry my fantasy team. <laughs> well, anyway, Thank let's you. wrap this up. Thank you, defense. One last, one last thing. We have. Big game Monday night. Big game Monday night. Why, you want to well, make a prediction be, about it? The and the Eagles, are going, the Eagles are going blackout again, which I don't know if you remember the last time they did that. One year ago today, actually, uh, they went blackout on Sunday night versus the Giants, and it was uh, a, oh, yeah, it's in a Philly. thumping, 27 nothing shutout against the, the Giants in a statement game. I'm taking the Giants on the road to put a stranglehold on the NFC East. And I'm not going to make a prediction Ooh. because when I do that, it's it's just – I feel like I'm jinxing them. So I'll just be – I'll just think positive thoughts. The blackout worked good for our Buccos. So – oh, wait, no, it didn't. No. All right. Well, thanks for paying attention and, and tuning in. So don't don't listen to their smack talk on the Eagles. They'll they'll do their thing on Monday night. I'm fine. I'm confident <laughs> in that. Oh man, hope you picked up some some good fantasy tips this week. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast here, Fully Covered Sports Podcast, on iTunes, and we'll be on our website, FullyCoveredSports.com, and we'll check you next week. Good luck. <laughs>